When a family comes under attack during their celebratory getaway, a group of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims knows how to fight back. Gear up and get ready. We watch your next. We're a proud production of Slasher Sports, and we're glad to have you with us today while we discuss one of the best home invasion movies I know. I'm Final Girl Casey. Now let me welcome my co-host. With a mind like a steel trap, the godfather of droll, James. We also have the Memphis Menace and Keeper I'm of All here. Oh, glad to have you. We also have the Memphis Menace and Keeper of All Horror Knowledge, Rick. And finally, he needs no introduction, but he also doesn't deserve one. Billy Graves. But I shall have one. Unfortunately, I have to. So What's good, we fam? Discuss- <laughs> we are discussing <laughs> one of my favorite movies today. You're next. This movie is fucking great, okay? Probably my favorite of all the home invasion films. This one does it for me. It's definitely a favorite, and I do love a home invasion movie. James, has your home ever what? been invaded? My home has never been invaded, Bill. Because you never invaded a home. I like this movie. I wasn't too sure about... Mike Epps stepping in for Chris Tucker, but it worked. Ice Cube was excellent, as always. James, did you watch Next Friday instead of your next? I did. (laughs) I thought we were watching Next Friday. I can understand. I can definitely understand how you would have made that mistake. Um, I guess we're going to (laughs) review Next Friday. That's my bad. You know, I didn't come (laughs) prepared for that, but I can make a turnaround. Uh, We could do a watch-along, I guess, and just... (laughs) Turn it into a horror. I don't know. Just play ominous music in the background to make it seem <laughs> scarier than it is. Yeah, just play It Was a Good Day by Iceman. It <laughs> might fit. It might but fit. It, like, slow it down, throw it in a minor key, see what it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then maybe add some horror, uh, you know, some uh, psycho uh, sound effects. <laughs> Rick, I, I haven't heard you complain about this one, so you must have loved it. Yeah, um, I... Bought the DVD like a couple, uh, not a couple years, yeah, a couple years ago, probably five or six years ago. Uh, I hadn't watched it, honestly, in probably three or four years, and it was just as good as I, you know, saw it the first time, so. So you haven't watched it since you bought the DVD? No, I have, but I mean, it's been like three to four years since I've watched it. Since gotcha. Then. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I was, I, my math was going kind of crazy. I thought you said you bought it a couple of years ago, but haven't watched it in four. So no, you watched I watched it, it like four years ago, ago, two years later, decided to buy it and then leave it in the wrapper. No, no, no. I bought it when it came out. I've done that. Yeah, I do that so. with condoms. Okay. <laughs> so before we delve too deeply into Billy's sad and lonely personal life, um, Rick, can you give us a breakdown on this movie? I can. Uh, we did your next. Um, it was released. The weird thing. I don't know why. 
It was released on September 10th, 2011, but then it didn't release in the U.S. until August 23rd, 2013. Almost two years later, don't know why, um, kind of weird. Uh, runtime, 94 minutes. Uh, budget was only a million. It grossed $26 million. Um, the director is Adam Wingard. Uh, he's known for The Guest. He's known for the remake of Blair Witch. He's known for Death Note. He's known for probably one of Billy's favorites, Godzilla vs. Kong, 2021. Been I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. Uh, some of the actors and actresses um, in this, there's a lot. Um, I'll just go through a couple of them. Uh, Sherry Vinson is Erin. Uh, she's an Australian-American actress. She's best known for her roles in Home and Away, Bait 3D, Step Up 3D, and You're Next. Nicholas Tucci uh, is passed away this year, or last year. Uh, he was known as Felix Davidson, says he was an American actor. Uh, Wendy Glenn was Z. Um, really just says she was a she's a British actress. Couldn't really find much on her. Uh, A.J. Bowen was Crispin Davison. Um, he's known for he was in The Signal and A Horrible Way to Die. <clears throat> uh, Joe Swanberg was Drake Davidson. Um, he's known for kind of low budget films. Um, couldn't really find a lot on him, honestly. Uh, Sarah Myers was Kelly Davidson. Couldn't really find anything on her at all. Um, Amy Simons was Amy Davidson. Uh, she was in AMC's The Killing, HBO's Family Tree. Um, T. West, who is Tariq, uh, he's actually a director. Uh, he's done amazing films as House of the Devil. He's done The Innkeepers. He's done Sacrament. He's done uh, some really, really amazing horror films. Um, Rob Moran was Paul Davidson. Uh, he was in uh, Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary, Shallow Howe, Hall Pass. Uh, he was in Kingpin. Um, Barbara Crampton, she was Aubrey Davidson. She's been in Reanimator. She's been Days of Our Lives. She's been in um, Chopping Mall. Um, and then I think that's a couple other people. Um, Crampton. Yeah, but yeah. And you know, Simon Barrett, who's the, the movie screenwriter, was uh, actually one of the mass killers flick. I saw that, and I didn't realize that. I've seen this movie before, but I had no idea until I like read into some trivia that that was the case, and I think that's so fun. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Don't have to I pay mean, two people. I didn't realize T. West was in it. Like, I was like, dude, this guy that's done House of Devil, which is an amazing film, and one of my favorite horror films, and he's in it. I was like, what? Yeah. House I guess you're going to go great. out and... I guess you're going to go out and buy a scarf like his now, huh, Rick? I guess, right? And to be all just, trendy like that family. Yeah, just wear it around everywhere. Yeah. No, I also love House of the Devil. And I think he also did VHS, which I really enjoyed, except it is filmed shaky cam style. And I did have to pause it and throw up and could not get back into it. But what I saw, really good stuff. <laughs> That's why we don't play VR video games around here. <laughs> no vomit the on the carpet. <laughs> Slashers and screamers. I don't play no games. You don't play any games at all. None games. That's a lie. That's a lie. Football's a game. It is a game, James. It's almost a game of life. (laughs) No, but you're playing with those little kids' heads, playing with their minds, (laughs) making them think they're going to be something when they'll be mechanics in 12 years. They might be football players. You don't know. Well, James, don't get a big head about it. So I did look into it a little bit just to see uh, what we were looking at as far as the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, It looks like it was a 79% from critics and a 60% from audience, which we don't always see with the critics being higher, but we've had a couple of those previously. Um, A good review was, your next is a nice little ride, and I appreciate that it had a, a, a... 
awesome splatterific moment. And I like the use of splatterific, so I chose oh, yeah. that review. I like that as an adjective. It is also accurate. <laughs> oh, it's, it has the utmost accurate. Almost as accurate as our protagonist's aim. Incredible she's aim. I got friends in low places. <laughs> Calm down, James. Hey, you know what? Before we get too far into this thing, next week... Well, actually, you know what? Friday of this week. You know what it is. Do y'all know holiday. It is? It's it is Friday. A big, it you is a no big job. holiday. You got shit to do. <laughs> so, this coming Friday is the one and only holiday. Actually, it's not the one and only. There may be multiple. It is Friday the 13th, guys. Jason's birthday. And I don't think that's his birthday. But I do wish all of you the happiest of Friday the 13th. And create such a holiday. We had to kind of break out of our, our habit. Break out of the rotation. Break up the monotony. If you, and we're doing that by... We're going to have our first guest on the Slashers and Screamers Woo! podcast. That's right. Very good friend of the show. You might have heard him. You probably have not heard him. On the Nasty Nine podcast. When we were breaking down the American League East. His name is James Alexander. I don't know how we're going to have two Jameses on the show. We might Already have to have hating. a duel. We might have to duel. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to duel like Highlander. There can only be one. And yeah, so James Alexander, a New York City comic out of Queens. Very good friend of ours. Maybe not a good friend of James's after next, but we shall Hilarious see. Hilarious on Twitter. So funny. One of the funniest people I know. No offense, James. No offense, Rick. But one of the funniest Ooh, people I know. Really? about that. Well, I was talking to you, though, Casey, because I was, you know, bouncing off of your comment. All offense, me. Okay, well, all the offense in the world to you, but James Alexander, next week, Friday the 13th, and we're actually going to record that one on Tuesday the 17th, so just pretend... George who? No, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, uh, no, this guy is a far cry from George Costanza. That would be Jason Alexander, but oh, okay. really close. <laughs> he can come too. What do you were... think he would want to watch? Yeah, he, well, yeah, he can come on. Uh, he would want to watch um, Rochelle Rochelle. You're right. <laughs> oh, Young Woman's Journey. No, 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 no. <laughs> Since it's a horror podcast, it would have to be prognosis negative. <laughs> right? We should have a secondary podcast about Seinfeld. I would also be on that. Be down. I'd be totally down. Yeah, I, would, I would not be on it. Well, you know what, Rick? I don't remember fucking inviting you. I would you. be there and watch every episode of Friends. If Jason Alexander came of on the friends. show, I would really want to ask him about his wig and Criminal Minds. So if you haven't seen it, definitely look it up. It'll bring well, joy to I, your day. Hey, I'm with you on that, but I would want to ask him about his wig or his toupee on Shallow Hal. I or ask him that. about the movie The Burning in 1981. Hey, you know what? Something we're probably going to have to look at tandemly. Him <laughs> and freaking uh, Helen Hunt's first film ever. I didn't know that. Good for her. I didn't know that. She had to get started. Was it? Was that not Jason Alexander's first film? Yeah, it was. Or, okay, so only she gets the, the milestone credit. Right. Okay, that's pretty shitty, Rick. We all deserve right. recognition for our milestones. And speaking well, of milestones, Friday the 13th episode is going to be episode number 13. Great segue, Rick. <laughs> I but am excited we, about that. When you pointed that out, I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <clears throat> that's what I always think of when I think of Friday the 13th. Cute. Well, that's pretty crazy. I know, James. I wouldn't oh, leave that. Was <laughs> you know, I should have been counting down the minutes before you accused me of a setup. But no, but it happened or it happened organically. No, 
I texted Billy and I was like, you know what we should do for the holiday? And we came to a mutual understanding that it should absolutely be Friday the 13th. And then I just happened to be counting up the episodes and saw, hey, it's going to be number 13. And if it's not, and if I miscounted, I'm deleting something. <laughs> pick one at random. Just going to pick it at random. What? What? What do you drink with your spaghetti? What do I drink with my spaghetti? Um, not sweet, milk. Sweet not tea. milk. Sweet tea kind of guy. What's wrong with milk? Because you're an alien, that's why. Well, when I was a kid, we used to drink milk with, like, every meal. So, I guess it's not okay. that weird. Bones and toast of Sigourney you, Weaver. Alien. Is the density in there, wherever? You know, milk doesn't make your bones strong. Just FYI. Who says? Science? So Mine, they've been like lying this whole time? Uh, milk does a body good, then. Yeah. Not for lactose intolerant. Explain that one. Big milk or <laughs> milk overlords. <laughs> I am not lactose intolerant. I assume. <laughs> he is lactose very tolerant. I've drank two large glasses of milk. Before, before we, we get, get too off track. track. <laughs> We're so guilty of this. We do have a movie to discuss. I don't know if you guys knew that. You know, I thought I remembered something like that. I guess we might as well go and do it. Yeah, let me ring a bell real quick. We're here to discuss a movie. It's a good movie. It's a like, damn just good the movie. way it starts. Actually, the way it starts is kind of weird. Uh, opens with some of the worst sex I've ever seen. <laughs> the most disappointing sex scene ever. I mean, I don't even think he came. <laughs> like, I'm watching a sex scene, and usually most of the time I'm like, okay, you know, I could have done without this. Not super relevant to the plot. We could have had an implication here. No, this is drinking just Drinking your cup of whatever that is. It's hot cocoa. You know he's drinking hot cocoa. You know I am. Your smug face <laughs> drinking your hot cocoa. Well, how... How should my face be, James? Okay. Smug. But we see this couple having the worst sex of all time. For both um, of them. And then guy gets up and goes to shower and girl just kind of walks around the house, titties out. Oh, yeah. And th that kind of made it my favorite scene because, listen, this, you know, th this uh, cold open chick, very damn close to being the hammer of this podcast or of this not episode. Close enough. Oh, no, not close enough. It just doesn't last long in flight. <laughs> well, either in the scene or in the movie. But first, okay, let me say something. While she's walking around with them things out, did anybody else peep the silverware wind chimes? I did. I do not what, like them. What are those for? microphone working? Yeah, oh, your I microphone works so. great. I sang the wind chimes bill. I know. They reminded you... me something off of Further Park Boys. Never seen it. Not even I either, but I've seen those guys. <laughs> oh, well, those things probably, yeah, they, they would probably have it. If anybody's going to have silverware wind chimes, it's going to be trailer park boys because it's a very trailer park kind of thing to you know to have. I was thinking I like, like for outdoor dining. Oh yeah, I bet you. Uh, yeah, guaranteed. Or maybe like some beer bottle wind chimes. Yeah. The first really bad wind is just they're done. <laughs> they're ugly chimes though, but the house is cute. I don't understand. The vibes don't match. It does not match. But I tell you what, matching. There's a theme throughout this movie, and we're going to hear the song Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Twilly Band a million times during this movie. At so least. much. Oh, yeah. It, it's almost like it's like Nights in White Satin on uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which is not my favorite. But you not hear it a million favorite. times. No, definitely not. I, I, but, you know, like, I... Not to get off track or anything, because, I mean, well, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, there is no track. We're just, like, roaming around a field. Halloween 1 by Rob Zombie, I actually really like. Halloween 2 took the biggest nosedive for me. It, I don't know, it's like somebody just hijacked the plane and drove it into the ground. But, 
Yeah, Knights in White Satin was played a million times in that movie. Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Twilly Band. You look that one up and enjoy yourself. That's all I gotta say. Y'all don't want to hang out with me anyway, but you extra don't want to hang out with me after I just watched this movie because I'm humming that song the whole time. Well, yeah, I mean, in the first four minutes of this movie, like, we've had bad sex, two murders, classic jam to stick in your head for the whole movie, uh, blood graffiti. So this thing's starting out great. Yeah, I will say, as far as, like, slashers that we... We've seen some good stuff. This movie, I guess, to me, has the biggest, like, splatter effect so far that we've kind of touched on. Like, the blood goes everywhere. And it's... Yeah, I don't know if, um, you know, I I would give that to this one or The Descent or maybe even... In Evil Dead 2, but yeah, it's I think this definitely one's visu- visual because it's not dark. Like the descent is very dark in there. Oh, very Evil dark, Dead, yeah. pretty dark movie. This movie, like relatively well lit, so you just see blood fucking yeah. everywhere. It's, it's got some really good, really good kill and really good gore scene. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Most of which performed by who I would like to crown as the hammer of this episode. Let me just go ahead and get it out of the way. Aaron, Sean- right? <laughs> oh yeah aaron sharney vinson fucking thunder from down under congratulations you've been Babe objectified oh yeah you've been objectified and we apologize but you're getting this hammer award you but even it. if we weren't talking about a hammer award she is like the mvp of this movie most certainly the mvp kevin durant's got nothing on aaron but i would say though and this is just I think Barbara Crampton, I've always thought she's really beautiful, so I'd go a second, second place. And Barbara Crampton plays the uh, the matriarch of... Yeah, the mom. The, the, thank you for explaining that word to James and Rick. Um, but yeah, she's um, she's a little annoying at the end, but from the jump, Rick, it's funny you say you know that you know, that's your second place, because I was thinking, you know what, this right here is who it's going to. And then I remembered, well, she doesn't meet the best end, there's not, you know, the longevity, and the fact that Aaron is not a do-nothing bitch. She is putting people in their place, so it was an easy get. Or it was, it was an easy uh, award to get. I will say, speaking of the mom, like, we come into this beautiful home where we see the parents enter... And it's a little creepy because the door's unlocked and we hear noises coming from upstairs already. And we <laughs> just saw two people get murdered. Oh, yeah. That that to me is like already like bad vibes. I mean, first things first, you know, mom looks way too young to have kids my age. Okay. W- once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, she could have been the hammer of this film. But, you know, we clearly see the house of the first murdered couple, you know, as they're driving by. So we know we're in danger. But when their own front door is open... Like, of course we're going to do what any future dead person is going to do. We're going to assume it was the workers. Blame it on the help. Can I bring some interesting information to the table? Please do. So you said that the mom is too young to have kids your age. So I was like, huh, I wonder how old she is. Can I argue about this? So I looked her up, went to Wikipedia. She has no birthday. None birthday. So she was just like one of the... Oh, yeah, like, on the first day, on the second day, let there be Barbara Crampton. She does have a birthday. Not on Wikipedia. It's December 27, 1958. She's 62. Where does it say that? It doesn't say that online. 62? Wikipedia. She's 62 years old now, yes. She could be your mom, Billy. Well, yeah, my mom is actually 72. But this Um, was also 10 years ago. So she would have been 52 and you would have been 64? Well, we don't have to do all that math, though, because um, 
you know, we know what year it is now and how old she is now and how old I am now. And you're wrong. <laughs> okay. I was born early summer, 1982. Things were hot, man. People were drinking Mountain Dew and getting high, listening to the Gap Band. Well, you you know, weren't. Well, I'm just trying to defend myself because, wait a minute, James is older than I am. He, get into his ass about his age. I'm, I don't know. I don't know James well enough to do that. It was a crisp April morn. (laughs) The taxes were due. (laughs) Daddy was outside plowing the field. Daddy was plowing the field. Holding mama's legs up. Kitchen making biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen. These parents are. (laughs) When there came a a noise from the shutters. And everything just turned into a some, some po. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know what to do and with this I now, James. And, <laughs> and now it's going to turn into a George Thorogood song. <laughs> Blood on the plow. What is that? How's it go, Bill? I don't know. Mud on a plow. Uh, Brown was born. I well, you know what? That was a beautiful story. That that might have been better than the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. Put some that part and upload it. (laughs) Yeah, just let me tell you how Rawhead Rex came to be, Bill. What Rawhead Rex? How's this coming? That's what we're watching next week. My film pick. Well, we're watching Friday the Thirteenth next week. Oh, Jason ain't got nothing on this dude. How many sequels did he have? None. Well, there you go, James. The greatest ability is availability. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he's available. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's hear it. How'd it come to be? Since that we're going to talk about this completely different topic. No, I want to skip this. I want to talk about the movie. You got struck by lightning, Bill. He come to life. So they just copied Friday the Thirteenth. They copied Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Is what they did, Casey. Kind of like me. This movie came out before Friday the 13th, so they copied this movie. Casey? <laughs> so, we go in there. People are walking around. The dad, in particular, is walking around up All right, we spot. get in there. We go to the left. They go to the right. Dinner time! Well, it's not dinner time yet, James. All right, Mom Onward. is... Mom is is acting crazy because she hears somebody upstairs, or at least we think she's crazy, right, Casey? She's acting crazy. She's on That's what I just said. I, I said at least we think she's acting crazy, but maybe she's think, not. I don't. She's think on she's every crazy, crazy pill they got, Bill. We heard somebody upstairs just the same way she did. She's not acting crazy, and the dad is being damn near condescending to her, talking to her about this. Well, maybe they have a history because of some past erratic behavior. Well, maybe we don't she's... know that. Oh, well, that's what this whole positioning of, you know, the dad is, is for. Already He's... the dad is annoying and ignoring well, you know the what? wife's genuine concern. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. No. Barbara Crampton might don't be hot. You, you show me the hottest chick on earth and I'll show you somebody's tired of her shit. And this Nobody's dad... tired of my shit. <laughs> your own dog is tired of your shit you can't <laughs> yes, pick him up without him away. <laughs> i did have to put him away yeah you did <laughs> and and so listen dad said something about like he, he had hit something and that might have jarred everything thus moving the chandelier nah nah but dad is creeping around upstairs while mom's crying in the driveway. And then as the first and maybe last, I don't know if we have another good like jump scare in this movie, but Crispin, his son, pops out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And you know what? That this is one of the things that, that pisses me off. All right. 
it doesn't really piss me off. It just bothers me. It's like it's not the undead killers in horror flicks. It's not the guys who only attack you in your dreams. No, it's when somebody gets startled by another person walking behind them. When in reality, you know that person would be like, "Oh, hey, Dad, what are you looking for up here? Why you got that right. stick?" Nobody just walks up on you and grabs you by the shoulder because they clearly saw you from far enough away to know that you didn't know they were there. I mean, back me up on this or you're fucking dead to me. You used to do that to me all the time. Never. That's on carpet. Yeah, I guess. In, in, a, in a noisy, already like ambiently noisy place. But, you know, we skipped a you know an important part here. That, there's a car drive with Aaron and Crispin. All First I'm going to say is... Oh, I don't think it's all. Go ahead. If I got a stick in my hand and I'm looking for something, somebody scares me. They're getting stick. They're getting the stick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair policy to take, though. It checks out. I can, I can, uh, I can concur. I can verify this is true. But you know, we got this. We got to drive, you know, and like we just had a Kiwi with Zoe Bell from Death Proof, and I don't know if I can handle another immaculate accent, but this is the road we've chosen. She's got it. And the parents are fucking loaded, uh, but, you know, apparently they did it with hard work and not smarts because of the front door situation. Um, but, you know, it's cool. We, you know, we got the first time meeting the girlfriend, Aaron, you know, to meet the parents. So, yeah, that that's where, uh, you know, enter Crispin. And let's, let's look at this. Their children are named, I can't remember the, the, the daughter's name. It's probably Amy. normal. What is it? It is Amy. <laughs> fucking Amy. Amy. But no, the boys, we've got Drake and Felix. And Crispin. Fucking Crispin. I don't like the name Felix. Felix is okay. Felix is the least bothersome of those names. Thank you, Rick. Crispin, the only Crispin that I've ever known is Crispin Glover. And he's kind of, you know, he's kind of goaded because of, you know, Friday the 13th part four, five, or six. I can't remember what. I think five. No, four. I think four. Might be three. If I hear Friday the 13th one more time, I'm going to scream. You're going to love next week. Did you say scream? (laughs) But you're right. We did skip a scene where... Crispin and Aaron are talking in the car about kind of preparations for meeting the parents, which is always a stressful moment. Um, And also we find out later that Aaron used to be his student and that kind of Mm -hmm. seems to be a source of conflict amongst the family. Well, you know, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if that was the source of conflict. I think it was just some brotherly um, one-upsmanship. So anytime that you can find something as a black mark on the brother's, you know, record, you take that because it puts you one step ahead. You know, the the, the asshole brother, I think Drake, um, he's kind of, uh, you know, a kiss-ass to his dad. And yeah, I can stand him. Yeah, he was, uh, he was very easy to hate later on, or early on. Um... And I was suspectful of him from Jump Street. I mean, it's so easy to think that he's behind something, you know? Yeah, it, it's it, easy to be suspicious of someone with that punchable of a face. He has such a punchable face. Such yes. a punchable face. But, you know, like, mom's got that, you know, the cat-like instincts, though. I mean, she was, you know, she was right because, you know, we got that little teaser with the, the door slightly opening. So dad went upstairs for a very just reason, and Crispin kind of fucked it up by sneaking up on him. But then we did see that door move afterwards, so we there was something. It. There was somebody in there. We didn't see anybody. You know, there's that, that teaser. Um, but we don't see anybody inside, but we know somebody's there. 
there. And now we're getting ready for dinner. Mm. Well, you know, you've uh, you've got the, the dinner scene a little later. Before that, you know, Crispin and Aaron are in bed. And, like, Crispin doesn't seem to like his parents that much. Either that or, like, he's a 35-year-old teenager who wants to pretend he doesn't. I can't tell at this point. But he tells Aaron that tomorrow, quote-unquote, should be interesting, right? Well, he didn't quote. That's not the quote. But Aaron wants to know why, but Crispin, all he can tell her is, you'll see. What kind of bullshit is that? You're meeting my family for the first time, and all you come up with is, you'll see. If I'm Aaron, I'm not letting Crispin off the hook here. I want to know. Like, No, I'm going to bug the shit out of you to find yeah, out what's up with question. your family. Yeah, he's not going to sleep. Like, is his brother going to try and come in with some wife swap ideas do i gotta hold on to my wallet a little tighter you know uh tighter than the use uh I mean, will there be somebody who's got like an an extra thumb that they can they like to show to everybody like it's the first time they saw it and then compare how similar the extra thumb is to their dick i don't know i'm not going to sleep until i know i don't like surprises i want to know more about the families that you've been taking home to billy well, mostly the yeah. thumb you know this tennessee man <laughs> This is Tennessee, and I didn't, I never said I was taken to see those families. Maybe I brought people to see that family. You know what I mean? My uncle has an extra thumb. See? It was James's family. God damn it, Mitch. From a horrible sawmill accident. Well, what he means is, well, you know, hang on. No. Well, he he, found the thumbs laying on the ground. He kept them. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? He found a thumb on the ground after the accident. He kept it. It was his own, right? No. So the, the accident, accident was someone else. And instead of turning it into medical uh, <laughs> professionals in order to reattach it, he said, you know what? I think I'm going to keep this thumb. That would seem. I might need it later in case I lose my own. Extra hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. Put it like on a stick and hold it out further so people see it. <laughs> yeah. Get picked up that way. <laughs> By the cops. Well, you know, like, Mom's up later on that night, too. And this is, you know, the, the same night. She's walking around late at night in her little gown. Like, you know, she's a... Stressed uh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, she's the subject of a Conway Twitty song. Uh, but, you know, she is looking like the Buster Douglas of Hammer Contenders, my ass. Okay? Like, looking for that early upset with your hair all up in curlers okay but yeah the next morning you know the we said that the brothers got you know such a punchable face and we're talking about drake he's so fucking smug he's already they trying to step yeah well you know like if i'm taking accountability all the brothers have punchable faces i guess in comparison drake's got the most punchable face i agree I mean, with that yeah, he's really smug. I mean, he's already trying to establish dominance by giving some, you know, kangaroo punches and, you know, bringing up how Crispin used to be a fluffy baby. Like, uh, immediate dislike. And and also, his name's Drake. So, mm-hmm. Crispin and Drake. Pretentious fucking parents with pretentious fucking kids with pussy names. Felix is okay. Yes. Whatever happened to Bill and James <laughs> and Rick? Yeah, I mean, what happened? George. <laughs> I've never met a George I like. That's a lie. I know a guy from Portland named George. He's, he's a delightful George guy. Washington? No, I got no never time met for him. him. No, I don't know that asshole. <laughs> Didn't meet him, certainly. Well, you know, Drake and his wife are like those family members that everybody has, like, super nice when you're there. But when they get all neck in the bathroom, they, I mean, they let those real feelings fly. Like, you hear that accent? She sounds like Crocodile Dundee. Or Did she give herself those bangs? Or did you lock the liquor cabinet? We don't know if she's an alcoholic. Did they say any of that? 
No, but that's the they kind of people they, they are. Like her accent. They said that oh. they couldn't get past her accent. They did say the that. People from Australia drink a lot of beer with bang. Listen, hey. Sometimes I'm, women I'm... cut their own bang. <laughs> they probably drink a lot of beer, I'm sure. <laughs> Foster's Australian for beer. It's not actually Australian beer, in fact. But... That was a really good Australian accent, though, James. Do it again. Put another shrimp on the barber. Man. Fantastic. I love you. I will say, like, put that on a cracker, dude. While all the brothers are like play fighting and brats, Aaron goes into the kitchen to help mom with what she's doing. Like a good person. Like a nice person. Like, hey, what can I help with? You know, she's getting to know the parents. You kind of want to show out and be the best version of yourself. And the mom's like, can you run to the neighbors and get some milk? And she just heads out on her way. Doesn't know how much, doesn't have a cup. Doesn't know who the neighbors are, which direction. Probably yeah, on a different you, unit system. Like, why would you not? That pissed me off. Why would you not ask any of those questions? Like, I don't. Why would you assign that to the person who's never been that before? Get one of the boys to right. do that shit. Yeah. The leader of Cola. The leader. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Rick, something that you might not know, um, but you need to take some some notes on this since you're you're married now. Um, the. Uh, like, women are just, like, born knowing, you know, cooking units. So, like, don't feel bad about passing that on to your to your wife. Just, like, let her handle all the cooking duty. It's cool. She, like, I mean, her I'm already duty. a pretty bad cook, so that's already kind of been established. <laughs> so. I'm not helpful at all. I'm You're not helpful not. at all. Are we not going to talk about the dinner scene? We're not there well, yet. Damn. Uh, yeah, we're getting there, Rick. We get it. You got a bedtime. Jeez. We do have a dinner scene, though, and it is... Tense. Well, it's tense, but before that, Aaron came really close to to seeing our neighbor propped up on the couch, and he's like, he's already so stiff, like a cat couldn't scratch him. Yeah, and so, the music's playing. The music's playing in the house, and no one's there. Oh yeah, so on I will repeat. Say that I watched this movie with my mom, and my mom was a nurse, and she said if he was dead. There's no way he could sit up like that. And I said, well, oh. what about rigor mortis, right? Because everyone's familiar more or less with that. And she said that only lasts for a few hours. And then you're kind of like jelly. So yeah. apparently inaccurate, along with the sleepaway camp of her sh- standing up straight in the shower after being stabbed in the back. Well, you know, that held up, though. We, we figured that out. Yeah, we did run some science on that one, and it somehow worked out. So Yeah, well, I mean, the rigor mortis, you know, finally finally dissipated and she turned into jelly and that's when she fell yeah meanwhile this guy should have been on the ground that's debatable i don't i don't think your mom knows <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> yeah like she must have fallen asleep during that part of the class um rigor mortis is forever like for now and forever <laughs> straight up can't put that man in a coffin not at <laughs> gonna all gonna have His... to find a seated coffin <laughs> yeah like most coffins are what like seven feet long uh eight feet long we're gonna um, need one that's six feet tall yeah six feet tall for him to be buried <laughs> north to south well, I guess but, we yeah, get we... to the dinner, though, because, you know, we've got an artsy boyfriend to talk about. The sister, Amy, with her scarf-laden boyfriend, Tariq. And, like, he's got this McLovin meets Solid Snake with a little spin of Assassin's Creed look going on. Like It's a vibe. Oh, yeah, I'd call this guy if I wanted to go, like, against the grain and have my kids' senior pictures taken outside of school, you know? And, like, I'd either pay him in Bitcoin or Ethereum, depending on, like, where he had his portfolio. You could definitely pay him in if you're looking for other options. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> but you know I'm not going to have that kind of currency. <laughs> no weeds in your house. That, no, I've never done weed, and, um... <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, I heard you're supposed to roll it up and smoke it like a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the Aubrey oh, yeah. Plaza chick? Hot. Her name is G. Was Z. my second contender for Hammer. Okay, I knew it was V or Z or something, but I've just been Z- calling her Aubrey e- Plaza. E- I called mm-hmm. her Aubrey Plaza in all my notes because I didn't know her name. Like, no, she's introduced to Aaron and just says, like, I know. Like, she already knew her. Like, but they that, that's how, that. of course, but that's how I'd be if I was, like, trying to let a gal know that I've been peeping her, you know? Like, hello, I'm Genevieve. And I'm like, I know. And she knows I've been paying attention and we're, like, going to the Olive Garden later, you know? You feel me? I don't think they're going to Olive Garden. Well, I'm just saying that's what I'd use. That's where I'd be sure. going. Endless breadsticks. Yeah, she and Felix kind of have a creepy outsider vibe. And then Drake and his wife, who I think is named Kelly um are definitely like the nice couple to your face talking behind your back and then amy and Tariq seem like genuine is that bad like amy seems super excited about her husband's career her husband's just talking about like the stuff that he's gotten into and how he made it into a film festival which is pretty dope and they're just getting shit on (laughs) well you know but at the same time Tariq could have been like you know what man i've never done commercials i should look into that maybe like it's it's like a maybe a quick project that i can do and like make some quicker money than the documentaries or something like you know feed something to drake so he'll shut the fuck up i wish he would and it's funny because as soon as he finds that he can't go anywhere with amy and Tariq, that's when he immediately notices that crispin and aaron appear to be having a good time and decide to shit on them too yeah Yeah. like he's grilling everybody at this table call them out or something like that he does he does like he's got poor solid snake on his toes about his filmmaking right and like he's getting into aaron and crispin's teacher student to teacher girlfriend situation like muttering under his breath about it being unprofessional like if this movie didn't already have like antagonists he'd be it he would be it if this wasn't a horror film. i can't imagine being related to anyone like this guy yeah, that would suck. Well, if you don't think you're related to anybody like him, maybe you need to look around because you might be the person that's just like him. I will hang up if you talk about me one more time. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying in general. I didn't mean you as in you. It's like the implied you, you know? Me. <laughs> you. But you know, Solid Snake's got an eye for details. And like, I'm going to let you get into this, but he sees that some fuckery is afoot. Yeah, so he kind of wanders off from the table because he's something going on outside. And we're in this room with, like, these beautiful big windows, like huge bay windows all across the room. And everyone's seated at a long table. So he just kind of gets off and kind of wanders out because everyone's fighting at this point. So no one's really paying attention to him. Literally everyone. And he kind of wanders out and you see Aaron notice that there is broken glass at the corner of one of the windows, which is new. And then you kind of swing over and look at Tariq, and he has, also new, an arrow in his forehead. That was new. Like, he'd have been a great teammate to have through this ordeal. Because, again, like, he noticed something was up, and he gets up to go look, but then, like, he just gets Robin Hood Prince of Thieves right through his forehead. Like, it couldn't have been more accurate if he was Peyton Manning. Now, I'm not talking about the shooter. I'm talking about Peyton Manning's forehead. It's fucking huge. It hit. But this thing was dead on balls accurate. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. Always love my cousin's name. Absolutely. But you know, Drake noticed it as well. And he's like getting yelled at by Crispin, which didn't really make sense to me based on where they were sitting. Because the window was up by dad and to his left, Crispin would have been facing that window. And Drake... 
I think this is, not how, this is not how I pictured the room. The way you're saying, I, I did lay on my couch and like hang my head off of it and watch upside down. So maybe I'm backwards. I think you're backwards. I think I'm backwards because Drake would have been down the way, but still facing the window. Crispin would have had his back to it. Okay, I'm just trying to point out plot holes, and I fi- I couldn't find any, so I figured I'd make one up. Sure, sure. Thank you. But yeah, so every everyone eventually takes notice of what happens, including his wife, Amy, who immediately goes into hysterics, which I think is normal, considering. Because with this group, didn't seem like anyone's a doctor, but also he's got an arrow straight through his brain. So I don't All think the he's way making through. it. No, he's not making it. But everybody's trying to think this thing through, but the only, the only one who's really keeping her head is Aaron. Aaron. And that's because, you know, she's from Australia. And everything in Australia is trying to kill you at all times of the day. It's like, you know, nature's hemophilia. Feel me? You can't stop the bleeding. She's got to try and survive. Very smart, basic ideas that honestly, in a pinch, I don't think would come to me. Like, she's like, okay, hold this chair in front of you and walk through to the other side of the room so we're all on the other side together away from the windows. It was like, I think I would have... Small I think detail. I would have just army crawled and still got shot. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the 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 picking up the chair thing and running across like that that's not coming to me. Um, maybe it is in a pinch. I don't know. I've never maybe been now in that. Yeah, maybe now that I've seen it. Um, but like my thought was, you know, bear crawl or uh, army crawl. Uh, underneath the window and i'm probably dying that way because they're probably shooting from an angle and they would just shoot me right in my back like they did drake yeah drake did get shot in the back and honestly felt kind of good yeah there was a point there where i'm thinking oh wait i'm not supposed to be rooting for the killers Uh, but 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 are we one thing that we haven't touched on that i think is important the killers are wearing masks we haven't said anything about that yet but we've got so far, we see a lamb mask, mm-hmm. and that's the one from the first scene. And my attention to detail is so bad, I thought they were all lamb masks. They Just are different, not. different color. Um, I can go ahead and say which ones are which, right? I mean, it doesn't... We've got a lamb mask, a fox mask, and a tiger mask. All so those are the three that you're keeping an eye on. Um, and then the tiger mask is the one who is Simon Barrett, the screenwriter for the movie. And one so. of them's black, right? The mask? Is, are any of them black? No. I watched the wrong white. movie. I'm just kidding. I watched the wrong movie. Damn it. I don't think you did. I didn't, but still. Hey, James, remember when we used to uh, to, to play with that little, uh, what do you call it? That Nerf bow and arrow? Yeah. That, that reminded you me of this scene. You used to run across the doorway? Well, wait, 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 hang on, James. I did not do this. We did this. We took turns doing this. Don't make me out to be the one doing the stupid part of it. <laughs> We both very much did this. James, you still did it. I mean, you were like... Catchphrases as I jumped to the across the window yeah um so basically james had like this nerf bow and arrow that you like pull back and it would use like the force of the air to shoot a styrofoam arrow and it was pretty accurate somehow well in our usual hijinks and i'm talking like single a single digit single digit age uh what we would do is we would stand on one side of a doorway and the object was to make it to the other side of the doorway without getting shot by the styrofoam arrow and for whatever reason, we were just singing random shit as we were jumping back and forth. And the one thing that I remember us singing was the jingle from a Pepsi commercial sung by Ray Charles, where he said, you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for this, guys. That's all I got. But that the, the, the crawling past the window reminded me of that for some reason. And how well, I want to shoot James with a bow and arrow. Window. 
And then they're trying to figure out what to do. And Aaron's like, we need to stay here, which is probably the smartest thing to do. But then everyone else is like, we need someone to go run from help. For help, not from help. Run from it. Go run from help. So the brothers again get into an argument about like, well, I'm the fastest. Shut up. Meanwhile, Amy. We get it, Casey. You hate men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amy kind of comes up and is like, you guys never take me seriously. I don't get credit for anything. Basically just like having a hysterical meltdown because her husband just got shot in the head and she wants to like be the cool one to go get help. And they're like, okay. And Aaron's like, I really don't think this is a good idea. You should stay inside. But they're like, oh, it's okay. If we like swing the doors open and it's a big like double door. If we swing the doors open and you get a head start running, you can just go and go. Like, if you're fast enough, you can go get help. Sure, we've got neighbors. We've kind of seen that when they're driving and there's neighbors around. Did I make up the point or the fact that Amy was a track runner? Did um, I make that up I in my head? Did, no, I think she did say that. Oh, okay. Well, that that's where the logic was. Like, Amy's yeah. the track runner. She's going to outlast anybody if they even try to chase her. She's going to so have she, that stamina. And she gets to going. And she's going fast. And oh, yeah. She's cracking her neck. She's, like, warming up like she's about to hit the blocks. Like, dad knows it's a bad idea. And she's going to get shot. And they're yeah. really worried, I think, that there's going to be an error or something like that. But, you know, you get to running. Hopefully they won't catch you, whatever. Well, it's probably and, because of the arrow in Drake's back. Yeah. He deserved that, though. Didn't did. one of them get hit with the arrows more than once, though? Or am I just imagining mm, that? I don't remember that. Yeah, not to give anything away, I don't think there are other arrow, arrow deaths in the... Well, I don't think there are any other arrow deaths besides Tariq in the movie. No. No, I just meant in the dinner scene. Did someone get shot more than once? Is what I mean. No. Oh, oh, no. Just Tariq once in the head and Drake in the back. Okay, I couldn't really remember. So. And us in our hearts. And so Amy gets going and no one even needed to take aim because someone has taken like piano wire more or less and stretched it across the doorway. So yeah, it's it like razor wire or something. Yeah. Razor wire. Yeah. Terrible. Slices her throat clean open. She is gushing blood everywhere. The parents are hysterical. Everyone's kind of freaking out. They get the door closed, which is good, but I mean, man, that's gonna suck. Can you imagine not seeing that? And then you're just like, oh, and then, you well, know. First of all, you wouldn't see it, Rick, because it is so thin that it's going to blend in with the environment, you know, because you're I mean, looking straight forward. We kind of see a glint, but that's it. But I'm just saying, right. I, I mean, that's got to be horrible. Opening mm -hmm. up the damn door and then, oh, shit, my neck's cut. I don't know why the cut wasn't deeper. I guess because of makeup, because the cut would right. be deeper running that at that speed. No, dad, oh, dad knew it was a bad idea because like he's been there from every meet when she was little and he knows she sucks, but he didn't want to get Daryl Dixon. So he's letting her go. And this yeah. whole thing, like it's running in slow mo, but her running form's horrible. I've been watching the Olympics, so I know she's not keeping her facial muscles loose like a runner would. Her cheeks are supposed to be flapping in the wind like a dog with its head out the window, but none of it mattered because she went neck first into that fucking razor wire and it was fantastic five slashes five slashes it's a great well i'll give it four because there's oh. one movie in the, there's one death in this movie that i prefer so i'll hold out on my five but this is a it's four not, for me absolutely a, for sure not a competition it's not a competition everything you can have more than one five. no in one movie i'm only giving one five that was the same way in one movie i'm only giving one hammer oh well if, everything's if a competition okay if, if that's the case then i'll give it four and a half four and a half slashes rick i give it a four <clears throat> jaime that means James in Spanish. Two thumbs, way up. Hey, okay, so, you, so you're going to do thumbs. Ever said. It is. Wow. 
I'll take that. I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> but you know, so, what I found funny was the dead. razor wire was so perfectly like set to her height. Like if it had been dad or like obnoxious brother. Oh, this kills, I thought we were right in the movie. No, it for this kill. Still great. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've like done this th- one time to Daniel Cruz. Okay, well, I mean, hey, whatever gets it done, man. Whatever gets it done. He's got no knees no more. He's got knees. They work perfectly fine. But my issue with this kill, guys, is that wire was set only to Amy's height. Like, right to hit her in the neck. And if it had been Dad or, or Drake or maybe not Crispin, Crispin's a little shorter, but even Felix, then, like, that wire is hitting them in the chest. Like, if it had been Solid Snake, he's just getting a scarf caught it and, and, like, maybe gets a little bit tangled up like a goat in a fence. But no, like, it's, you know, track running Terry and she caught the Ultimate Warrior clothesline. Fantastic. I will say the scarf probably would have acted as, like, a bulletproof vest to the neck. Oh, most certainly. He would have been, like, all tangled up in it at worst. Why don't you have to have a running start like that? To have She's trying to speed get going she got out the door. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we're talking, you got to have explosive speed from the start. Well, that answers your question, though. You're better off lining down three-point stance. Oh, okay. So you're biased, forward. James. You're biased. That's a fair point, though. People I, think, People I think the uh, I think the track runner knows. Anything. You're going to stay low. You're going to work side to side, Bill. Serpentine. Do the serpentine. Well, but. Ride well, the snake. Well, yeah, but she's, like, not even out the door yet. Like, once well, she yeah, gets off the porch, I'm sure she's going to use her obstacles. Up, pop straight up. You'll have to you get you pop straight up. You hit me. Well, guess what, James? She's dead, okay? She can't learn that lesson now. Only I know she hung a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, You're this right. is all happening. Everyone's freaking out. Aaron is kind of getting some stuff together. We see her heating some stuff up, sorting th- some things around. And the ty- the the lamb mask, it's the lamb again. I had to stop and think. The lamb mask attacks him, but she fights him off and he escapes back out. Lamb mask? No. Lamb mask. Oh. It's a sheep mask, James. Let's say sheep. Yeah, for, I, can, for... I can say sheep. Sheep's fine. Ja- well, James is going to have goat. a hard time with... <laughs> no, not a billy goat. <laughs> it was a sheep. So then the mom is in hysterics, so they take her upstairs and put her to bed. Definitely what you want to do when we all are being hunted from outside the house. You want to split I up. You had that in my notes. <laughs> I had like, that in my notes. What a horrible idea. Like, Aaron's going into another gear while everybody's losing their shit. You know, she's fortifying the place, getting ideas. Crispin Glover's like, I've never seen you like this. She's like, most certainly not a do-nothing bitch. And therefore, beyond the shadow of a doubt, she's the hammer. But She's at home during this situation. Yeah, she is, like, in her wheelhouse, okay? And, like, I hated to see like mom go like that but honestly you just can't go to bed in the middle of a home invasion if there's some dudes knocking on my doors like i can't go take a siesta before you know i handle that business she did though she did and it's a bummer because they put her to bed thinking like maybe she'll you know nap off the fact that her daughter died i don't really know what the plan is but a new intruder up was she medicated Had she, she taken meds? She was had, had, she, had she just taken meds that would have so. knocked her out? A whole so. Because when she gave some meds to Drake, and those things worked pretty quickly. I thought Kelly gave the meds to Drake. I don't know. I thought um 
I thought mom handed her purse to Kelly and Kelly gave the meds to Drake. Either way, it's just a Xanax. They'll be fine. You don't know. You're not a doctor. You don't. You're not on her PHI form. You don't. You don't have access to her. Never take stuff. pills that are not prescribed to you. Good job, James. James is just putting out a public service announcement. <laughs> well, but, you know what? I'm looking for reactions at this point. I don't get like a bad vibe from any of the brothers. The the Aubrey Plaza chick is seeming a little sus, but my mind's telling me these are just like outside forces wanting that money. Maybe the workers who left the door open. You know? Well. If we're thinking about it this way, we saw a door close upstairs. The mom is in bed. An intruder under the bed wearing a fox mask comes out from under the bed. This is, to me, presumably the guy who was living upstairs or who was hiding upstairs in the beginning of the movie. Right. And you know what? I've got I've got a little bit of an issue with that. The dad said something about seeing all that stuff in a closet. Like there's some stuff where he'd been like snacking and, you know, sleeping and whatnot. And he said he's been they've been watching us for days. Didn't they just get there? Like the yeah. day before? Day. They've been watching us for day. Yeah, they had like a sleepover is what they had in this house. <laughs> Like, one night. So, like, who's watching whom for days? Wasn't there a pee bottle in there, too? Oh, there was a pee bottle. It was either that or apple juice. I hope to... I like to think it's apple juice. But the fox mask guy comes out from under the bed, stabs the mom in the head, she dies too, and then really quickly writes the words, you're next, in blood on the wall, which we also saw earlier on the glass door before the neighbor died. This guy is writing, you're next, faster than I can tell you my name. And very well. like Stylistically. Oh yeah, stylistically, just like in, uh, you know, the next door neighbor's house. Yeah, same font. I didn't know writing blood on the wall could have a font, but this guy's nailed his. Right, so like when uh, I think you said it was Kelly, you know, she's screaming like she caught an axe to the frontal lobe, but nobody, and I mean nobody, moves a muscle downstairs. They're just like, huh, she's screaming, I don't know what that's all about, until like, you you know, she runs out the door. Wouldn't you think again, they'd go up and look for her or, you know... Absolutely no, not, Rick. Just like, oh, whatever, like you said, and they don't even care about it. Right. Like, about Kelly can, running out the door? Yeah, she runs out the door into the, uh, into the trees. Like, does anybody go after her? Well, yeah, no, one do person not. does, and who is it? It's Drake with an arrow oh, yeah. in his back. And I think, like, the most underrated, painful thing I saw in this whole video, or this whole film, was when he runs out the door after her, and he smacks goes under back. the razor wire, and he smacks oh, yeah. that the, the razor wire on the arrow and, you know, oh when he ducks it just hurt me so bad watching it you should have like bludgeoned it anyway at that point but that's just me i don't know i don't, I don't know how long that it well i do know how long that arrow was because he pulled it out later and it was pretty lengthy it looked like the length it, of a ruler that was gross kelly does so, take off running though oh yeah she does much better than than ain't she goes straight over to the neighbor's house which is a no-go because as we already know they are dead right neighbors all mortised up on the couch yeah sheep mask guy is chasing her (laughs) tosses her through the window like with ease and then we see how the neighbor got it yeah he got an axe to the forehead also yeah she finds him realizes he's dead and then he like i mean (laughs) the death here is so good because he slammed that ass axe into her head like he, <laughs> he was slammed that ass right into her head <laughs> he he drives that axe into her head like he hit a golf ball <laughs> yeah he sure did <laughs> he slammed that ass right into her head 
<laughs> just cannonball right off the couch. <laughs> oh God! But you know, like the <laughs> the next person though, like that leaves the house is Crispin. Okay, so that chicken shit little bitch. Yeah, and like I'm thinking, this is the point where he's also a goner, which is kind of fine with me because he seems like such a fucking pansy he's he's taking a bat instead of like i guess manning up and and getting beside aaron and saying hey i see what you're doing let me assist he's all panicked and he's not doing what i think should be done you know but you know when aaron you know comes back into the living room with all those weapons in hand and that window breaks like we we see you really quickly who the badass in that relationship is. You got yeah. the guy coming through the window. This is a badass scene, guys. To me anyway. And I'm talking about the one where uh Aaron comes back into the living room, the guy breaks through the window. It's like a loud Murders alarm him sound. I'm talking like I fucking love this scene. The loud alarm, the slow motion, the entry of the killer through the window, and like most of all I love how quickly this goes south for him. Like, Pretty she much takes immediately. That, oh, yeah. I mean, one swing of the axe, he misses, and he is fucked. Okay, Aaron takes that hammer or that mallet, and she goes Bob Vila on, dude. Like, he's getting vila up and with that mallet. She takes out his knee. She puts that hammer in his earpiece. And when he's down, she goes all bare Jew on him and leaves his body to where it can't even give a dying jerk. Aaron's a bad bitch, and I'm going to tattoo her on my body. Meanwhile, Felix and Z basically have just had a stank face this entire movie, and they're (laughs) continuing that tradition by watching Aaron take on this guy completely alone. Swing after swing after swing. And, like, one of my favorite lines, uh, she takes off the mask. Maybe you guys remember. She says, any of you know this guy? And what does Felix say? Kind of hard to tell. (laughs) fucking love it but yeah they're offering no help like while she's you know bludgeoning the intruder further cementing my suspicion of you know Ari plaza now uh in my brain because I, I i think she's a little sus like i said just a little he just a little G. gordon Liddy on his forehead you goddamn right james g gordon ramsey i mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, same, uh, same guy. I'm taking your knee out with a meat tenderizer next week, Bill. <laughs> You're not touching me with a meat tenderizer or a spatula. I don't care. You're not coming near me. Yes, but we'll you know, see. I, well, I mean, I, I felt like a winner, though. Um, you know, what happens to Dad upstairs? It's a little, a little sad to watch. I mean, knowing that both parents get, you know, get off within a couple of kills of each other. You feel bad for him, you know, no, knowing later on what, what we the, know. Yeah, what we know. Like they didn't have a chance. If two people in this house didn't have a chance, it was mom and dad. Tragic. Yeah, so they slice his neck up, neck up, and w- look what happens though. Like I had Aubrey Plaza pegged from Jump Street. I knew I didn't like her. I didn't suspect Felix though. They're both pretty shady. Like Felix well, is but, immediately but who, like, who's oh, not, there's a cell phone jammer, and the the brother's like, you would know about that shady shit. <laughs> I forgot I about that. that. Yeah, that was a really good line. Yeah. But who among us doesn't have some sort of backdoor way of getting something done? What are you implying? When I'm you implying that? that you're all scoundrels. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's all there's always a way around it. There's a way around everything. And people, now, maybe these guys are a little more well-to-do than, um, well, me. <laughs> but <laughs> Us. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to include all y'all. 
I think we, we can, all, fairly. We all know Rick is rich, living in the... Oh, yeah, loaded. ...the metropolis of Bethpage, Tennessee. I don't think we should dox ourselves. I didn't say his address is 135. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not even originally from this county, so... <laughs> What is his nickname? The Memphis Menace. The Bethpage Menace. The, <laughs> the Memphis <no>. Menace. <laughs> Listen, Rick, do you even like that name, the Memphis Menace? I think, like, yeah. if, if you oh, were going around, like, Memphis, like, peeing on people's bushes, and, like, the newspapers got wind of it, I think that's what they would call you. The Memphis Menace strikes again. I mean, I do, I mean, I do have the area code tattooed on my forearm, so. So you can remember how to get home? Yeah, yeah so it's definitely give directions. Well, they kind of give you. Remember, tattoo six one five on my forehead. You could. You have permission to hit me with a meat cleaver. I know. James, you probably don't even have to. James, do you have any? James, tattoos don't on? wear tattoos. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did he say? What's what your that? gardener got to do with this? <laughs> Well, listen, like, you know, moving on, though, guys. So treat your body like a temple, Bill? Yeah, I'm going to treat it like a temple, all right? Surely temple, I'm just use it until it's no good. Well, this intruder found his boy all pounded in a hamburger. Like, th this kind of told me he's not some hardened murderer by trade, you know? Like, he didn't go to murder school. Right? This isn't the usual for him. He, he's got the, he got dragged into this with a promise of something. And I think... Fucking Felix and Aubrey Plaza are doing the promising. And that's why he had such a negative reaction to seeing his boy after getting that Aussie hammer dropped on. Like, he was, he, he was kind of broken down himself after seeing that. And, like, at this point, I'm also suspicious of Drake again because he, you know, he had a shot to take dude out. He picked up the axe, but he didn't make his move. Dude ended up running out the chicken. door. He's a chicken shit. Or he's fucking in on it. He's in on it and he got shot in the back. He had a bad deal. Okay, well, what happened at the end of uh, Scream? Okay. That's not right? the same. It is the same. No. Nah. It's, it's, it's taking one for the team to make it look like it's not you. Man, I pulled that one out of my ass, but it worked out in the end. Uh, but I think it's different because in Scream, they were supposed to purposely like aim for places that it wouldn't do much damage or hurt that bad. What, Meanwhile, like a, he got... Like, like a shoulder? I mean, straight through the back like that looked like it did severe damage. There's tons of blood. Well, that's what I'm I mean, saying. That's not what you're saying, Rick. That's what I'm saying. How do you not bleed out? Because I don't know how long it takes to bleed out from the shoulder. Watch noise? Reservoir Dogs. That guy's the, alive the whole movie. Were you chewing on dog biscuits over there, Rick? No. Okay. What about you, James? Can you no. only eat just one? No. <laughs> I knew the answer to that. But what do we find out about Aaron? She grew up on a survivalist compound. She grew up on a farm, Bill. <laughs> She's got them farm muscles. She's got them farm muscles. They might not be able to bench press 300, but she'll throw a body across the room. Now, we found out that she's from a survivalist compound before we find out that Z and Felix are involved. Because we get that, then she's attacked, then she hides in the window, and that's when she overhears that Z and Felix are running some shady shit. Right. Are you sure about that? Because um, I thought Z, sorry, Aubrey Plaza, was putting those nails in the board and Aaron's in there like with her while she's doing that. And she asked her, like, where'd you learn all this? And so, oh, I learned on this. Well, then 
she's going to, Aubrey Plaza is going to sneak up on Aaron and pop her in the back of the head with one of those nailed boards. And then she ends up not doing it. I'm just saying that she, that we find out that they're in on it afterwards, don't we? No, we find out the timeline wrong. No, we've, I think we knew already that, that Felix and and Z were in on it before the, the compound talk. Pretty sure we knew about Felix and Z before we knew that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, because here, because hearing about the compound makes us realize that, oh, well, Z knows she's in some shit now. But, you know, that would have been a bit of recon that maybe little bro uh, Felix and Aubrey Plaza should have found out prior to. But she hadn't even told Crispin Glover yet. Like, so they couldn't have known even if they had done recon. This is something, this is the wild card. Like, Aaron was the wild card that nobody planned on. Uh, at all. At all. And then we all got what we wanted. You would have been ready. You'd have been running around that house with duct tape in your hand saying, what can I fix? Everything would have had duct tape on it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, speaking of Home Alone, um, when that's the first thing I thought of when Aaron put those boards with nails next to the window. I can't be the only one. I've always seen I mean, Home yeah, Alone once. That was the first thing I thought of, though, but I can see the connection. Oh, shut up, Rick. You're <laughs> telling me that you didn't think of Home Alone and those little Christmas ornaments, but by the window, when she put the boards with the nails in them next to the window. That's not did the first that, thing that came to your mind? No, did you know the Christmas ornaments were actually candy? What? In Home Alone? The Christmas ornaments you stepped on, oh. the window is actually candy, like candy you eat. Well, I didn't think they were real ornaments. I did think they were probably some of that, um, like that, what do you call that glass that just turns into powder when you just smash it? Oh, candy. Sure. I've only seen Home Alone once, so I don't have a lot of input here. What? (laughs) I was going to come back to that. Why have you only seen Home Alone once? Yeah. Your mom? Got a Culkin phobia? No, I do not. I've just, you know, I spend a lot of time on bees. Remember the other day when when I sent you that thing that James sent me with, uh, the, the the movie poster of my girl is Culkin there smiling at the chick that I never can remember her name and instead of my girl Anna it says Klumsky. Anna Klumsky Chumsky inst- yeah something like that uh, yeah Anna Dumpsky says uh, <laughs> but but the poster instead of my girl says B movie yeah I didn't like that <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> what did I say in response to you um. Something like, I wish I hadn't seen that. I can't remember what you said. No, in all caps, I put, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) But I I didn't think it was really smart when Aaron's like putting the nails in the boards. She puts one out where you can see it if you're looking through the window and then one right under the window. So you see it, you know to jump further in so you don't land on it. But then when you jump further in, you hit another one. That is so smart. She is on her shit. She wins every season of Survivor, unless Paul Hogan joins as well. I don't know who that is. Crocodile. Is that Hulk Hogan? Oh. No, Crocodile. I don't know Hulk Hogan's real name. <laughs> as much his much smaller Australian brother. You call that a knife? This is a knife. You call that a bicep? <laughs> Guys, we got what we wanted though. Drake's deader than hell by the hands of Felix. Yeah, he seems really conflicted about this. Like, can you die already? <laughs> With ten knives in his chest. Would you just die already? This is hard enough for me. 
is what for Felix him says. Yes, for him. It's hard enough for him. Fucking A. There's a guy with eight knives in his chest, and it's hard for the guy stabbing him. But, I mean, at least my, my suspicion, you know, radar wasn't perfect, because I had I had Drake kind of pegged as being very involved. I didn't. I think that's interesting. You did. You never once thought that he was involved? No. I just thought he was annoying. He's definitely annoying, and that's probably why they made his character that way. They wanted him to be punchable and hateable and killable just to maybe make us think that, hey, this guy is the obvious guy when he is the one person who's not involved out of the late survivors, that is. Yeah, and then that's, I wouldn't even say it's sad. It's an uncomfortable scene. Like, I don't get, I'm not sad that Drake is dead because Drake sucks so much, but I don't feel bad for Felix because he's an asshole. Well, if, you, you got to feel bad for Aaron because that's the only person left to help her. Well, Crispin's out getting help. But he's gone. Yeah, I'm just saying she's not completely alone as of right now. We have another person on her side. But yeah, that is shitty. And on the upper floor, Aaron discovers a body. And whose body was that? <sighs> the dad's body. Yep. He's dead. Which we didn't know. But then we see Fox. What do you mean we didn't know? We did know. Well, she didn't, I should say. Oh, okay, yeah, she Sorry. didn't know. Yeah, we did. Um, then she sees Fox mask. One menial glimpse of this mask, and she cannonballs out that window. Oh, yeah, and this is like, this, this is the only way these guys have a fighting chance, was for Aaron to slip on a banana peel. All right, and the glass in her thigh from that window was that... Oh, yeah, it looks terrible, but that was that metaphorical banana peel. It's like the classic pro wrestling psychology, JB, right? The only way it's feasible for the more skilled good guy to be beaten by the weak, lying, cheating bad guy is for the bad guy to cheat or for the good guy to slip on a metaphorical banana peel. Something beyond his or her control. So the, it's it's kind of a little more even. She's a badass, yeah. but she's an injured badass. And she's injured really bad. That piece of glass was huge. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna suck. And it, it was really hard watching her pull that out of her leg. A real gross out moment. Yeah, the sound got me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But what about Felix and Aubrey Plaza there next to, uh, next to Mom? Okay, I think the scene is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom not agree with me um and oh, watching I don't, it don't i don't know why i just don't know why the part where she goes fuck me next to your dead mom then mm-hmm. as a challenge like if we're talking sex scenes in this movie i argue that this one is better than the first one even though they don't have sex true but i mean i've heard that phrase on murder she wrote it's not that big a deal <laughs> oh <And> that- lansbury <laughs> <laughs> Who is I eight? slipped on a banana peel one time. <laughs> that would be Dame Angela Lansbury. Hammer Angela Lansbury. A real rough and rowdy episode of Murder, She Knows. Hey, she's still <laughs> alive kicking, so I mean. Oh, yeah, she's 148 years old, but she is yeah. alive and kicking. Like, that's, that's TV mystery royalty right there. I just... That scene is so funny because basically they get up there talking about everything that's happened. Mom is dead next to the bed or next Step to them the on the bed. Yeah, she's in that hundred year rigor mortis. Pre jelly mode. And he basically, oh my lord. Oh, we got a dog. I see James has gone on mute. <laughs> <laughs> um 
but we see them kind of conversing next to dead mom's body. And then Z just like kind of takes her shirt off and rolls over onto Felix's lap. Yeah. And, There's blood uh, all over the wall. More than half the family's dead. Um, it's just time to hammer time. it out. Yeah, I was just saying, but it's time, I guess. Time to go to downtown Poundtown, right next to uh, you know mom who's gone to 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 Deadsville. So, but I you think know, in a in a moment of good decisions, Felix says, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" If only one good decision was made, that one was not it. <laughs> yeah, just I like mean, you're you... an evil character, commit. <laughs> yeah, commit to it. Don't have any remorse. Okay, you wanted your mom dead. Now go ahead and I mean, you know what? When you do it, don't even pull out. Gross. I mean, but why would you choose to have sex right there? That's the most awkward. Like, who's who's thinking? Oh, this is a dead body. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's Z, you're V. Uh, Z clearly thinks it's yeah, hot. Z clearly wants this, and I mean, it's because it's yeah. the ultimate in derangement. You know, like, like there, she's in this for the thrill of it. I'm sure she's also in it for the money. She's in it for the thrill of it. And yeah, she's wanting to put her ankles behind her head and get smashed next to dead Barbara Crampton. Crampton. Yeah. Yeah. She's about to do some freaky shit, but luckily Felix is like, let's not. I'm saying luckily. Billy, you can say your own. Yeah. But like, un- I do unlucky. think that scene is hilarious. Very funny. Um, but you know, it's not long after this that. Felix kind of spills the bean. Aaron overhears that whole scheme. And oh, yeah. like, you know, she knows Felix and probably Aubrey Plaza are the masterminds behind this whole deal. Yeah, because they're talking to, let's see, they are talking to... One of the killers, I think, uh, is it Fox yeah, Mask or is it... I think it's Fox Mask and then I think Lamb Mask comes in. Yeah. Um, Because Fox Mask saying that Tiger Mask was his brother and he says to Felix, quote unquote, unlike you, I liked my brother, which, ow... Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel bad. They offered you know, to for... double up the money because they're really trying to get this murder done. Right, so... and like, you know, Fox Mask is going to get his brother's uh, his brother's cut plus another 100K. And so they're the, really, the I, guess they're itching, I guess they're itching to kill Aaron and Crispin at this point, right? Because they're the only ones left. They're the only ones left. But so... Aaron's phone goes off. Yeah. Then I'll be right back, right? Yep. But shit doesn't go well for him. Not really. Nah. Aaron has already proved, proven, oh, Aaron has already proven that she's not going down. She takes care of this guy, too. And, I mean, you just don't stop her now. At this point, she's killed so many people that it's time to just, you know, pull up the anchor and head out. Just give it up. Because the most able-bodied people in this group have died now. Little scrawny Felix and and Aubrey Plaza are not going to get this done. So once that's over, it's time to go. Yeah, um, so we're looking at this absolute gore fest of an evening. Erin's got her bandages on. She's just trying to make it out at this point. We don't know where Crispin is. He hasn't been here in hours, probably, right? Oh, but he's got to come back and save the day, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, we're banking on that. Well, I think... I mean, it's classic movie making. Like, somebody's got to disappear so they can come in just in the nick of time and save the day. But I think as the four of us, we're hoping that Aaron pulls us off on our own, right? Like, they've built her up to be this bad bitch who doesn't need any help, obviously, and is just killing people left and right. But there's the banana peel, though. The the glass I in the know. leg. She's eventually going to need something. 
Yeah, and hopefully he comes up to help her, but she straight punches him in the throat, kills Landmass, stabs him in the head, and then we've got this axe trap at the front door, which seems like a good idea. How'd know? that get there? I don't remember how that got there. Yeah, I didn't understand that. The axe? Is that yeah, the Aaron said it see up. Her like, yeah, we see her like the trap. We sure do. Okay, yeah. So she takes the axe that uh, the one that Kelly had been killed with, that the guy came back with. And kind of sets it up to where if someone opens the door, they're going to get sliced in the head, um, which would kill you, presumably. Not me. Oh, cool. Because you're always wearing a helmet. Yes. That makes sense. So also, so we've got Fox Mask is the only one left. Tiger Mask died earlier. Lamb Mask just got stabbed in the head. And she kind of sets up a trap in the basement. Um Earlier, we said basement was a terrible idea because they would just, like, what, what'd she say? Pour oil down and throw a match or pour gasoline down and throw a match? Mm-hmm. I guess she's decided that this idea is not going to happen because she goes to the basement. All the lights are out. And she's well, I don't know that that idea could ever happen to begin with because somebody has to be alive in order to get this inheritance money, right? I don't think he cares as much about the inheritance part, though. Right. I mean, us being third-person omniscient. Ah, yeah. But yeah, the, the the basement's a perfect place to have a one-on-one fight now. Because, and I mean... That's where they go? Yeah. You put Aaron in a cage, it's not to keep, you know, it's not to keep her from getting out to you. It's to keep you from getting into her. Because she's doing all the damage. She is. But she's got a camera flashing down there, I guess, to mm-hmm. startle you, keep it, keep you from being able to see... Mm-hmm. So she's got kind the upper of, uh, hand as far uh, as that goes. Yeah, there, there's some sort of um, equilibrium thing going on there. And then we see Fox Mask coming downstairs. He can't see, obviously. They're wearing masks, which, like, would fuck with your peripheral anyway, right? So I, I understand that masks are extremely cool as far At as At some point, though, when they, when they know you're there, they gotta come off. Yeah, like, you're planning on killing them. Remove the mask. But it does make for a really cool effect in a horror movie when you see someone running around with a mask. I oh, do it fucks that. me all the way up. All the way up. But she bodies him to the floor, hits him in the head with what appears to be a log, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a tough scene, though. This is a really good scene. Um, And almost as good as the build-up to the grand finale. The grand finale, which contains my favorite murder of this movie, which somehow we haven't gotten yet. Well, because it's at the end. I know. But For can the, you imagine well, all these close. murders and this still wasn't my favorite? And this still isn't the, yeah, this still isn't the, the, the cherry on top. Do you know what my favorite murder was, Billy? Oh, it has to be the one in the kitchen, right? Yep. Completely. Listen, there are a few kills in horror flicks that I enjoy more than that one. I mean, we can talk about my my favorite of all time being Mark in Friday the 13th Part 2. I hope James vomits for me saying Friday the 13th. But Mark in <laughs> the wheelchair. He's crying and throwing up. <laughs> well, he's, he's probably duct taping his dog's mouth shut, which... I've already prob- broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Number one being Mark in the wheelchair. This one is a top ten all time for me. For sure. Mark in the wheelchair is brutal. It oh, is. it is. Because first of all, you feel bad for him already. You don't really feel bad for him. You feel good for him, you know, because right. he's, you know, he's handy capable, right? He's, you know, kicking everybody's ass and in, in arm wrestling. He's about to like, he's about to get laid by like probably the fourth or fifth, you know, hottest chick at camp. Yeah, playing and, that girl on the lodge and they're playing that board game or whatever. Yeah, they're playing, uh, they, they're, 
Game they're playing board. a board game, and then they play the little uh, handheld games. And, and yeah, yeah she's like, football or hockey. And she says, the one with the puck. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Mark Mark is going to get it. But this one. But this one. <laughs> very good. Z and Felix have decided they're fed up, right? All the guys are dead. Fox mask, lamb mask, tiger mask. They're dead. It's up to Z and Felix to kill Aaron and Crispin. The least capable of the group. Crispin? Um... No, I'm talking about Felix and and Z. I think they're the least physically capable. I don't know. We saw Felix kill someone, so. Yeah, that was his brother who was already injured, and Z had every opportunity to go up and just swipe Aaron, Aaron across yeah. the face with one of those boards, and because she turned around, she stopped her swing. No, so, like, she didn't even have enough confidence in her, you know, n- nail board swinging skills to, to hit Aaron in the face with it. So Would you? I would. Man, listen. If it's already up, you gotta swing. But they've decided it's their turn to try and take Aaron down, which I think when you realize it's your turn to try and take Aaron down, you've gotta feel like this is the end for me. That's at least oh, gotta yeah. be like a thought dwindling in the back of your head. Yeah, it, it just means that you're next. Haha. <laughs> but, Rick, how did you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I liked it. That's it? I mean, I, I thought it was, <laughs> it's not my favorite kill or anything. I mean, but. The one in the kitchen? No, I actually like the one with the arrows. Really? All right. Oh. I mean, no something, about a, something about an arrow that big, that thick going through you and you don't expect <sighs> it. Well, what are you projecting, Rick? I'm just saying. Okay. <clears throat> James. Okay. Flying any- My utter disappointment. James, I know you watched um, one of the Friday movies. Did you happen to catch this death scene flipping channels or anything? The one in the kitchen with the appliance. Fill me what you're talking about, Casey. The blender? Got- the blender! The fucking blend. My bad. Oh, I'm thinking about the Evil Dead blender. What? There's an Evil Dead blender. Or no, I'm thinking about the knife. Are you talking about with the blender where it goes on the head? Fuck yeah, I am. She blends this man's brain. Makes a smoothie out of his fucking. Okay, yeah. Lobe. Never mind. I would say that's probably my favorite. Five out of five. Yeah. Let's let's give it six. Like she stabs Z in the top. I thought of it was head. pretty nasty. It's it was disgusting. nasty, James. It was pretty bad. She blends his head and then stabs Z in the top of the head with a knife, which is a little anticlimactic. I was hoping for something that kind of rivaled it, but whatever. I got everything I needed out of that blender head. <laughs> yeah, she got that Jack Lane juicer over there, getting ready to to take all the pulp out <clears throat> of that fucking fruit. Just wait till you it. see. Uh... Wait till you see Brain Dead with the lawnmower scene. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't wait. Because I have not seen Brain Dead. Dude, it's so, it's hilarious. So much fun. And then a phone rings. Felix's phone is going off. Oh. Aaron picks up. Doesn't really say anything. Because, of course, the person who's calling thinks that they're calling Felix. She doesn't want to give that away. Of course. And it's it's Crispin. Oh. Um, You know, he's been gone for a while. We almost forgot he, he existed, but not quite. Maybe he's okay. Maybe he made it to get some help. Yeah, maybe he's just calling to check in and say, I love you. It's not that. Uh, He basically reveals that he is also part of it, but that he got scared and overwhelmed and had to leave. Crispin was also part of it, which is something you should fucking expect from someone named Crispin. Crispin. (laughs) So he's basically, like, ratting on himself, but he doesn't know he's talking to Aaron. So Mm. he's basically just like, it's cold, I'm going inside. And then when he comes inside... Did he say it like that, though? Yeah, that's exactly how he said it. Hmm, okay. Um, Aaron's holding the phone. Uh, and suddenly, 
planners revealed. He was also in on the fact that they were going to kill their parents and Drake and I guess Kelly, Amy, and Tariq to be the last two standing with their partners and get a huge inheritance. God, what a movie. Aaron's pissed. And she basically. She's got that look on her face, man. Imagine. So she was meant to be the witness. Apparently, initially, they didn't want her dead. They needed her there for, you know, not part of it at all. No implication. No, you know, getting anything out of it. So she was going to be the witness. To bear witness. And then he basically is just like, it may take a while to make this back up to you. And then (laughs) says, like, we could have all this money. We could be on vacation. A proposal? Imagine weaponizing a proposal after murdering your whole family to impress this girl with some money. It's the only proposals I'll have. Weaponized. (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Yay. But then he's basically just like, I promised you that I'd come back, didn't I? Here I am. A fucking hero. And she stabs him in the neck. Mm. She is disgusted. And Did she then stab turns him in the neck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Sorry. turns around and puts it straight through his eye, which I know Rick and I have kind of discussed. We're not big on eyeball shit. Yeah. No. <clears throat> no way. Pretty gross. Well, I'm big on eyeball shit. <clears throat> and this one was satisfying because I didn't like Crispin from the very beginning. First of all, because of his name. Second, because he's really smug. And, like, I don't think there was a positive person outside of Aaron and Amy. <clears throat> Kelly was even a little sus, but Aaron and Amy are the only two that I'm actually cool with. I guess Chris dad, was just a huge douche the whole time. He was. He so was. He wears those fucking collared alligator shirts and I don't fucking <laughs> like them. He wears that sweater like Chad does in Friday 13. <laughs> don't throw up, James. <laughs> well, he met the end that he deserved. They were but... feeling invigorated, right? Oh, yeah. Aaron came back, won everything, you know. Until. Exacted revenge upon Crispin, who we all agree sucks. And we think she's about to get away. Or not get away, but we we think her night is now over. Uh, Largely unscathed. Had some glass. Yeah, well, that's what I say, largely. And then Barney Fife shows up. Shoots her in the arm. Shoots her in the arm. And And then. If if you thought that you were going to get through this movie without the axe mechanism from the from the ceiling can't set it up without showing it no no i mean it's it's like you know building a bomb without letting it explode underwater and killing all the catfish in your pond no it's not gonna happen because he tries to go he he calls for backup and then walks straight through the front door axe to the head credits roll well not before we see one more splattered stylized you're next on the screen oh yes Yes. Guys, I fucking love this movie. Dare I say, this is my very favorite home invasion flick. Damn. Yeah, more than The Strangers, more than any of the others that, you know, we won't get to cover on, on the show. But home invasion gives you a different kind of feeling because you know very well that it can happen. Now, nobody's going to target me for my money, I can tell you that. I am. Um, But because of this movie, I'm already... Keeping an extra eye on both my boys. Because of their money. I don't fucking trust them. They're upstairs right now fucking scheming. I know they are. (laughs) (laughs) They probably are, Bill. Well, you know they're coming to live with Uncle James, and they're taking your fucking farm. And they'll let that lady live in the barn. All I can tell them is they can just try, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) What if it did come down to you and me against them? I think we could take them. I'd probably need you to take them. (laughs) Listen, I'll handle yours. You handle mine. Call it a day. I don't think you can handle it, Bill. I don't either. 
I really don't either. Well, I mean, I guess we may as well put a, you know, put a bow on this one, y'all. But, Casey, we've got a big one next week. And Hold on, though. I did want to touch on one thing before we move on to next week's exciting oh, adventure. If you must. I posted about this on instagram in a mm-hmm. fellow horror podcast the killing time podcast a fellow horror movie review podcast who let the us killing know. time podcast yep i'll listen to them they let us know that this movie holds a special place in their heart as it was filmed in their hometown which i thought was cool what where's that i did not look that up i assumed that was going to be part of oh that that that. was the that was the comment though on your on your post was that yeah they just said their hometown Uh, gotcha gotcha yeah walla walla washington columbia oh it was filmed in missouri columbia missouri missouri that's next door that's next door that's not far from us at all not at all you you were very close james missouri and washington are literally neighbors but you know peter's down if, if if you like the Slashers and Screamers podcast, you will like the Killing Time podcast. They do movie reviews, but they also do a lot of other things, uh, horrors and screams related. Give them a listen. I hate them already. I know it, James. Running us out of business. <laughs> we work and together. We do, man. And it is a, the horror community is a very tight-knit community. We don't really... You know, we get a lot of flack because, like, why would you want to see th- bad things happening to people? Well, no, it's not that. I mean, I do, but That's it's not what that. I said. What did you say? <laughs> why would you want to review bad things happening to good people? They're not always good people, though. They're not always good people, but sometimes they are, James. And sometimes they're dogs. And sometimes... This horror they... business is a fickle beast. <laughs> it is a fickle beast, James, and I'm a damn happy person to be part of it. So, what do we got going on next week, Casey? Next week, we're watching. We're celebrating. Celebrating. By watching Friday the 13th. Original. Yeah, not Good the... God. James, there's either... There's two things that you can do about it. Nothing or like it. And by God, you're going to like it. Get my burlap sack out. Don't Does James see this movie? James. Please tell me yes. I don't think James has seen part one. Are you, wow. I'm just saying, James I don't know. James this movie? Who do you think James is? Well, a guy that just said he was going to get his burlap sack. <clears throat> Movie's 40 years old. So is James. I'm going to get my burlap sack so I can throw up in it. Oh. <laughs> James, you're going to enjoy it so much more than you think you will. Uh, Your boy Kevin Bacon is in it, making his first uh, appearance. I know who's in it. Well, my God, I'm just trying to be helpful here. I'm trying to be a blessing to you, James. Good old, good old Betsy Palmer's in it. Tune in next week. Go and watch Footloose, starring Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Footloose, the 13th. <laughs> I would Footloose watch 13th. on the 13th. <laughs> and don't forget our special guest next week, guys. We got to make this. Uh, got to make this thing really special for him. Uh, I plan on inviting him on here very often. He's one of the funniest people I know. James Alexander. He's a badass all around from Queens, New York. Or, do you say Queens, New York? I guess What's you do. Because guy gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, he's going to be funnier than I am. So that's all you need to know. And plus, he's got a special story for when he first watched Friday the 13th. Unlike you, James. I got a special story when I watched Friday the 13th. What, you threw I up? I got a tummy ache. <sighs> Casey. Yes. Let's ride this thing into the sunset. All right, we watched your next. I fucking loved it. James gave it two thumbs up earlier, which is basically like pouring holy water on it. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, dun, 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 dun. 
the <laughs> Billy Rick thoughts. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not one of my top ten home invasion, but I mean, it's definitely it's a good movie. It's not All one right. of my top ten, but I can't name nine better. Oh, well, I like the Strangers is my favorite. So Strangers is pretty great, but this one is my favorite. Uh, home invasion flick. I've said it before. I'll say it again. My very favorite home invasion flick. Glad you picked it. Glad we watched it. Fantastic episode. Great movie. Great episode. So we will catch you guys next week for Friday the 13th. And in the meantime, have a great Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. All right, y'all. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>